This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Cheapskate Show, everybody. Today on the podcast, how to brew a damn fine cup of coffee on the cheap without contributing piles of pods to our overstuffed landfills. CNET coffee guru Brian Bennett is here to share his top tips for better brew. Plus, if you like games that have paddles, balls, and nets, we'll give you three guesses what today's best under-20 deal is. I'm Rick Reuter, CNET Senior Commerce Editor, but better known as The Cheapskate. Joining me, as always, is a man who doesn't like coffee and should therefore be shunned for the next 20 minutes, Dave Johnson. Dave what is it with you? You don't like coffee, don't like berries, don't like the West Wing. How are we even still friends? You know me by now. I like chocolate and I like Star Trek. And if you can't <laughs> deal with those two characteristics of my personality, tough. Those those really are the bar for me. Uh, anybody, I'm, I'm good with anybody who likes those two things, so everything else is really just Oh, I, I left out pizza, which is the foundation of my food pyramid. <laughs> And mine. Pizza, chocolate, and Star Trek is literally my ideal Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, back in the 90s, I think it was, what was that band? Four Non Blondes, right? They had a song called Morphine and Chocolate. And that song is me, except just replace the morphine with pizza, and that's all I need. <laughs> pizza is your morphine. Exactly. Why are we here today, Rick? Oh, my goodness. So what a week this is. Um, I'll just full disclosure. So we're recording this on the Sunday before Prime Day, which is Tuesday and Wednesday, and the Apple event, which is Tuesday. So we're kind of playing uh, fast and loose with future and past tense here. But since this episode drops on Wednesday, the 14th, which is the second day of Prime Day, we thought we would just kind of do a little kind of recap type of thing of Prime Day and talk about phones real quick, and then we will get on to all the coffee goodness. Yeah, what frustrates me about this is our listeners are smarter than we are, and that's usually true, but specifically in this case, it's true because they know what the new iPhone 12 is, and we don't know it yet. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, here's the thing. I felt for a couple years now that Apple's bag of tricks has run pretty dry. The thing I'm hearing about what the iPhone 12 is going to offer is like double the screen re refresh rate, which has got to be the most boring change or improvement to the iPhone since, like, say, the A12 processor went to the A13 processor. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, Who unless cares? there is something re that they have kept super secret that they're going to pull out of their bag this year, it doesn't seem like there's anything of note in the 12 this year. I mean, yeah, I've heard about the increased refresh rate, and then also I believe that there may be a new sensor that improves their ability to do augmented reality with the phone. Maybe. We'll see. Which but is something – do you ever, ever do anything with AR on your phone? 
Well, no, because that sensor isn't in my phone yet. But you give me that sensor, and I am going to augment reality up the wazoo. No, but you can do AR with... Yeah, with, I know. Uh, I mean, I yeah. have the iPhone X. Yeah, I think I've does... done it four times in the last five years. Yeah, it's to me, that technology is like... It's cool. I mean, it's it's kind of neat, but like, I just like, I don't care. I don't have any use for it. Beyond the novelty factor, there's no value to me, so... Well, that's just, because again, there isn't a good use case yet. But if I can I hold guess. my phone up at a party and see – well, actually, this would be better if this was in implants in my eye. But if I could hold my <laughs> phone up and scan the room and see where's another Star Trek fan, you know, just have a little call out <laughs> off of somebody's head that's like, this guy likes Star Trek. Yeah, that's augmented reality I can use. Uh, that's true. I think wasn't it kind of the promise of like Google Glass that you'd be able yeah. to just like get information about people as you looked at them and right because <laughs> that's their, not creepy you get their in Facebook any profile. way. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, so all this is to say, you and I are both iPhone owners. I've been for, since the start, really, and for you, it's normal because you love to spend lots and lots of money on things. But I do not love that, <laughs> and so for me, the cheapskate to be an iPhone owner seems fairly contradictory. I feel like there's a lot of listeners out there now who are gasping. They, they just shock. They can't believe this is true, but it is. And we're going to talk more about this in a future episode where we talk about cheap phones and like the best cheap phones and why you can really not have to spend a thousand dollars on a phone at all ever. So we're going to circle back to it, but uh, I just wanted to be honest. I want to let everybody know my dirty little secret that yes, I use an iPhone. Yeah, you have AirPods Pro also, so hey, hey, you've hey, gone hey, fully hey, hey, over hey, to the evil side. You, you, you let me choose what, what to come out about and when, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so real quick, uh, this is, as we mentioned, uh, dropping. The show's dropping on the second day of Prime Day. So just tell me real quick, did you see anything that stood out to you that was like, wow, like that is actually a genuinely decent deal? Yes, but it's a little esoteric. I know you're going to have some practical device that people need in their lives, but we've talked before about 3D printing, and we've lamented the fact that 3D printing isn't a household necessity the way that we thought it might be. I think we all predicted that, oh, by 2020, you'll just go to the back room and print out, I don't know, what, what do people need to print? New forks, you know, to have for dinner <laughs> or so. I don't know. Oh, look, honey, we're one plate short. I'll just go print one. What kind of idiot would have ever predicted such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> don't let me, don't make me pull out that evidence. Go to the archives. Yeah. No, so one kind of printer that I've had my eye on for a while is called, let's see if I can even pronounce this correctly, Masked Stereolithography, MSLA. And basically, it's very science fiction-y. You have a vat of liquid resin. It's like you're pulling the finished product up out of the goo. There's a laser or some sort of light that cures the resin selectively as it's being extracted out of the resin. It's so cool, but you basically, it's a higher quality print. It looks much nicer than what you get with normal 3D printers. And there is one of these resin vat printers that normally sells for 280 bucks on sale for $200 right now on Prime Day. And I'm tempted to buy one. <laughs> wow, that was the longest deal description. I was just going to say, hey, the Echo's on sale for 19 bucks." You I know? know, but I had to explain <laughs> because you would have no idea what I was talking about if I said, oh, you can get an MSLA $280 printer for 200 bucks. 
Uh, that's true. That's true. Well, that actually does sound really, really cool. My experiences with 3D printers have not been great in part because of the whole filament thing. And it seems like they're always getting clogged and they're just super slow and the finished products don't look all that great. So um, you might have to send me a link uh, to that because I would like to check that printer out. Gladly. So I'm just going to much more quickly and succinctly <laughs> mention. <my laughs> yeah, two. what do you have, Rick? So the two that kind of jumped out for me were, and this is super lame, I'll admit, but the the Echo Show 8, which is, of course, the 8-inch size version of the Echo Show smart display, is on sale, and you can probably still get it today and maybe even for another day or two, for 65 bucks, which is 50% off the regular price. It has never been priced this low. So that is solid. And I'm really thinking seriously about getting one of these for my parents uh, just so we can e very easily have video calls uh, back and forth. So uh, that's that's an exceptional deal, I think. The other thing is I've had my eye on the DJI Mavic Mini drone for a long time. And deals are few and far between. But a deal that popped yesterday, and I'm not even sure it's still available as of today, uh, Wednesday, is the Fly More Combo, which includes like an extra battery and a case and, you know, some other goodies for $399, which is $100 off the regular price. So if I'm looking to buy a gift for myself, that's kind of what I'm looking at. So those two were standouts for me. The one thing I want to mention to everybody is that, you know, this is Prime Day and it's just about in the rear view now. But remember, Black Friday is coming. Cyber Monday is coming. The holidays are coming. I will stake my reputation as the cheapskate on the fact that these deals will be back and there will be more deals from lots of other stores as well. So if you didn't get what you wanted this Prime Day, stick around. Brian Bennett is CNET's resident coffee expert, having evaluated coffee makers and coffee grinders and all manner of coffee accessories. He is joining us from Louisville today to answer our burning coffee questions, including how to avoid burning our coffee. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, how's it going? We are doing great. How are you? Oh, not bad. You know, I'm still drinking coffee. You've come yeah. to the right place. This is the coffee <laughs> episode. Hey, Brian, I want to kick things off by asking you a little bit about your background. I'm curious, how does one become CNET's go-to guy for all things coffee? Is this an official job posting? How did you manage to become this person? I'm a bit surprised myself because uh, <laughs> I've not always been a snob about coffee or, you know, cared about coffee this much. I mean, it kind of just happens. As you start to test things and and really uh, get into the whole field of coffee makers and 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 how to actually roast coffee and all these things, it just one day you wake up and you're like, whoa! Everyone's asking me coffee advice. What's going on here? I think one day I realized that this is happening is when everyone's asking me all this stuff, but I would also like take a sip of coffee that someone made somewhere and just like be like, Bleh! you know. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's a good I mean, way to ingratiate yourself. I'm not a snob in that, like, you know, I'm not going to drink coffee because if I need coffee, I'll drink it. And I'll, I mean, I will, I will try to drink Keurig K-Cup, uh, whatever comes out of that machine, but I still won't like it, you know, if it's an emergency. So I, yeah, I just have to say I'm amazed as someone who does not drink any coffee that you guys can even tell the difference between different kinds of coffee. Well, you know, the funny thing is like, I, that's what I thought too, until, you know, one day you just, it just, you're like, whoa, that is, that's good. Like, why is that good? And then you say something and you're like, 
God, that's awful. There's to be so many reasons why it tastes bad. You know, if it's too, if it's sour, a little bit like peanutty or, you know, has like a, a really bitter taste. I never thought I would, you know, be able to drink coffee black. And I yeah. listen to people saying that stuff and I'm like, man, that's crazy. I couldn't do that. But I do now and I, I can't go back. Yeah, I'm the same, actually. I um, I always drank it with sugar, and then once I started doing uh, intermittent fasting, which is a totally different conversation for another day, you know, you can drink coffee during your when your window is closed, but it has to be black coffee. And so literally after 30 years of drinking it with sugar, I switch over to black coffee, and I'm the same way now. I, I can't go back. I don't care to go back. But let's kind of get into the, the meat of this here, which is that we're in the middle of this pandemic, and obviously there's a lot more interest right now in making really good quality coffee at home. What what tips would you offer to people who are looking to improve their home coffee game? Well, I mean, honestly, like the biggest thing uh, is that definitely grind your beans before you right before you uh, brew with them, because because that just improves the flavor like so much. Even if it's not like freshly, you know, super freshly roasted, like roasted like two weeks ago or something. As long as it's like fresh enough and you grind it right before you brew with it, it's going to make everything taste so much better. And then the other thing I would say is that you definitely have to use the right concentration of coffee, like the, the right amount. Because I feel most of the time, uh, and I would like this too, I would, I would brew coffee with like much less actual coffee to water than is ideal. And as a matter of fact, some coffee machines, you can't even fit the, the right amount of coffee in it because it's too small. And oh, that's interesting. Like, are you talking about like a, a like a drip machine? Like, you know, the basket doesn't actually hold the uh, optimal amount of coffee. Yep, I've run into that problem. Oh, that's you interesting. Know, especially like the cheaper ones that you know it hasn't been thought out. They didn't think about the size of the basket and the filter and everything. And you actually like it'll like explode, like come out of the sides. And <laughs> so, I mean, you could also brew with less water too. They just didn't really put two and two together. That's a big thing. And also, if you brew with fresh coffee and or you know fresh enough and it's freshly ground and you're using the right combination uh, and right ratio, then you could use you could use the cheap like one you suggested. I I suggest it's our uh, editor's choice winner, that Oxo drip brewer, which is just a, a little uh, cup, it's like a filter, essentially, and it's a single cup little thing, and it you know costs sixteen dollars, and it's I mean it's just fantastic. I mean you don't need much. Um, the hardest part is just getting the water to only contact the grounds for a very specific time. And also, you have to have the brewing water at a specific temperature, within a specific temperature range. So the ideal is 203 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the ideal temperature. And depending on the the amount of coffee you're going to make, if you're making a full eight cups, like, a, a you know, say like 40 ounces of water. Now, if you brew with that amount... It should take anywhere between four and eight minutes, but it should not go any farther than that. Because if you do, coffee's going to taste awful. And if it's below that and it goes too fast, then it's not going to be extracted. It's going to taste like sour and weird and whatever. So you have to just stick to like that window and you're good. So, Brian, I'm curious. You mentioned that OXO uh, gadget a few minutes ago. With that in mind, are there a couple of coffee devices or gadgets that you particularly like? Now, are we talking like ones that are super cheap or we're talking actual brewers? Like, Well, you electric? know, 
Given our mission statement here at the Cheapskate Show, I would say things that are more affordable, like we don't want to hear about a $500 brewer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, you can buy one, that's for sure. Oh, I'm sure um, you can. <laughs> and it's not even an espresso machine. It's, it's just like a, a hand-crafted, you know, coffee, drip coffee machine that works really well, and it also uses, like, wood in the, like, real materials like that. Um, but yeah, you don't want to pay $500. But I would say if you want to be very cost effective, that OXO for sure. There's also the AeroPress, which is like a $40 gadget. And, you know, it basically makes a sort of a strange hybrid of French press and espresso because it's like you, you put uh, coffee in it, let it steep in hot water, and then it's like a plunger and it pushes the coffee water, the brewing water through the ground at high pressure. And when it comes out on the other side in your cup, it's like very, very concentrated and it's very espresso-like. And then you can just add some hot water to that. And, I, you know, the way they figured out the mechanics of it, I mean, it just tastes fantastic. It's also a lot more work because you have to like get this little filter paper thing and put it in this little basket thing that's like super thin and then squeeze it down. And, you know, you could like slip and make a huge mess. I've done that before. So it's a, it's a great thing. It's just, it just takes a little more work. So. If you wanted a cheap way that tastes great, but you have to do a little bit of hands-on, then I would suggest that. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I just uh, started using the AeroPress for the first time as part of my testing of cheap coffee gadgets and was interested to discover this thing has like a huge cult following. Like people love their AeroPress. And just to clear, clarify that on the pricing, you mentioned it's a $40 gadget. It actually sells for about $30 most places. And actually just earlier today, I think Kohl's had a sale where you could get it for just about 25 bucks with a coupon code. So that's just as an FYI to people that it, it can occasionally be had for even less than 30. But um, yeah, that's an interesting little device because in a way it's kind of a pain because there's lots of different moving parts to it. But I agree with you. It does create a really, really good espresso if you're into that sort of thing. And then with, yeah, with a little bit of water added, you can make it into a full-fledged coffee. So I'm glad you mentioned that one. Um, Brian, here's really the most important question of the day. Okay. Pumpkin spice latte. Is it the best <laughs> thing of the season or is it the devil's coffee drink? Oh, uh, devil's coffee drink. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> throw, it in, throw it in the trash can. <laughs> throw it down the drain. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm sorry, but I'm just not a fan of any kind of flavored coffee or added anything. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's a personal thing, of course. I just kind of curious to know where you came down on that one. Oh, also, I'm trying to, you know, just like you, I, I guess, sometimes, you know, you got to avoid the uh, sugar. So I'm trying to stay away from too much sugar, right? And, uh, I think those are like basically like sugar bombs, you know? Brian, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes out of your day of drinking coffee to chat with us today about coffee. Awesome. It's my pleasure. Dave, let's move on to this week's Best Under 20. And I'm kind of excited about this because it's not a tech product in any way, shape, or form, but it's still awesome and something that everybody should have. We telegraphed it, so it's no surprise. I'm talking about ping pong. Yeah, so you no doubt have found a ping pong table that I'm, I'm guessing is under $200? No, 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 no. Under $20. And Dave, of course, there's no such thing as a ping pong table for under $20. But here's the thing. Ping pong tables are a pain in the butt. They're big. They're heavy. They're not portable. They're expensive. Oh, I thought you were describing me. <laughs> 
<laughs> big, yeah. heavy, hard to move. They're cranky. Yeah, so actually, my my lovely wife, uh, who I've been married to for 25 years, by the way, this month, got this gift for me back for Father's Day, I think it was. And I didn't even know this thing existed. So basically, it's this retractable ping pong net that you stretch out. It's spring-loaded on either end, and then you just kind of clip it to any table. Oh, so you could do this at your dining room table. Dining room table, picnic table, kind of just about any flat surface uh, that's a table. You just clip this thing on, and it comes with a couple of paddles and some balls and a carrying case and everything. And boom, you got ping pong anywhere you want. For under 20 bucks. For under 20 bucks. So so here's a little bit of more of the, of the story of this and why I'm so excited about it right now is my dad is suffering from some dementia issues. And so we're kind of looking for activities for him, things that he can do. My sister discovered recently that ping pong has actually been kind of prescribed as a therapeutic thing for dementia patients. So oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either. So long story short, this kit that Shauna got for me, we took over to my folks' house and we set it up on their kitchen table. And my dad and I played ping pong together, which is something that we used to do. I mean, when I was a kid, we would go downstairs to the basement and play ping pong like all the time. So he loved it. He loved it. The oh, thing that worked is awesome. Great. Yeah, it was so much fun, and he was genuinely delighted. And I have heard from my mom that he has been playing this, using this ping pong thing almost every day, including with, like, caregivers that come over to the house. So it has just been a huge win. And I was really delighted to discover myself that this thing is really fun. I mean, it's a small table, and, you know, certainly if you set it up on a, a picnic table, it's going to be kind of a weird surface, but kind of adds to the fun of it a little bit. So... Anyway, all that is to say that you can get these ping pong kits. There's a bunch of different sellers on Amazon that offer them, and a number of them are priced under 20 bucks. And we will include a link, of course, in the show notes. Um, Dave, I, I hope uh, I haven't ruined your Christmas for you, but I'm getting you one of these for Christmas. Spoiler. <laughs> you're not supposed to tell people what you're getting them for Christmas. I'm getting one for everybody I know, because for one thing, under 20 bucks, it's just like too good to pass up. All right, well, just so you know, product. I'm getting you a car for Christmas. <laughs> Sweet. I would like a Mini Cooper, please. I hope you feel bad about the disparity in price. <laughs> I I do, and but I will get over it. <laughs> All right, everybody, so that's our best under 20 for this week. Let us know what you think of that. And, of course, let us know what you think of the whole ding-dang show. What would you like us to talk about? What do you agree with or disagree with? Send your comments to us at show at cbsinteractive.com. So thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back next week with more deals and more money-saving advice. In the meantime, you can find daily deals by visiting cnet.com slash cheapskate and following us on Twitter at Cheapskate Blog or Facebook at Cheapskate Rick. You can also sign up for deal alerts by texting 415-878-5807. And if you like what you heard today, or even if you didn't, We'd be grateful for a rating and a review on your preferred platform for podcasts. So until next time, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay cheap.